Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Hello and welcome into Feeling Blue from the Block M Podcast Network here with you on October 3rd, headed into October 4th. And we turn the page to a new month in the second month of the college football season as we had ourselves a great first five weeks of the season. Luke Yardy here along with Tyler Seeley. We're going to recap the big win down in Lincoln and look ahead to Michigan hitting the road in the battle for the Little Brown Jug here this week. Tyler, what's going on? How you doing here today, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. As you alluded to, a big win for Michigan um, over Nebraska, as, as you kind of alluded to, but uh, doing well. Uh, looking forward to seeing Michigan play some tougher competition, although I'm not sure we're going to get that with Minnesota, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, I did. I don't know where I stand on. I, I mean, obviously, Michigan needs to play someone in those games are a whole lot of fun, but a nice stress free, you know, Saturday when your team gets out to a 45 nothing later. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about it, to be honest with you. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Especially first road test of the year. Right. And that's. That's kind of what we we weren't sure about, you know, this Michigan team. We haven't seen them on the road yet this season. Um, and they were going into a hostile environment. Obviously, Nebraska, not really a very good team uh, under first-year head coach Matt Rule. But it's a place where weird things kind of happen. You go back to 2021, uh, it, it took a couple of bounces to, for it to go Michigan's way, to be quite honest with you. Uh, they And then they go back this year. But, man, uh, from from the get-go, 
things were going Michigan's way, man. The the catch from Roman Wilson, just unbelievable. One of the greatest catches I've, I've probably ever seen, him going up, pinning it uh, to the back of that guy's head. How I, I still don't understand how he got a foot down in that scenario. I remember they like ruled it a touchdown. I said, there's not a chance he got a foot down. He got tackled out of the back of the end zone. But sure enough, man, that guy is unbelievable. Yeah, and he's not that big either. You know what I mean? Like he's, you would think that he wouldn't be able to go up and get it like that, but he's, He's slowly becoming, not even slowly, he's becoming the guy, the go-to guy when J.J. scramble drill kind of situation happens where, where you know, Michigan needs someone to go up and get a ball or someone someone to, to catch a ball, and he's the guy that's done it. Uh, Cornelius Johnson is, is a guy, as another guy that we kind of look to to be that guy, but we, we've seen it. It's hot and cold with him. He's never been quite consistent. And, um, you know, I mean, Roman Wilson is – night and day even from where from where he was last year mm-hmm. at this time uh so he's taking a huge step and i i can't say that it's just the number one um although that, i'm sure that helps a little bit psychologically for him yeah man he's he's definitely uh how how should we put this i guess he's definitely living up to it right to the, to the honor yeah no doubt no without a doubt um he's been fantastic i mean like i said He's he's one of those guys that you can rely upon, um, and it's just like he's already he's already got 326 yards um, this season on 19 receptions with eight. Well, the biggest thing he's got eight touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's been fantastic. The, I think the the thing that it doesn't worry me because I think the the, the guys that are going to be throwing the ball, especially we saw uh, what was it was. Was it Darius Clemens last week? Oh no, it was Amarion Walker, right? Or no, who was it that made those the catch? Samaj Morgan. Sorry, yeah, yes. Samaj Morgan who made the catch uh, in the the previous game uh, to this one. They got some guys there. I just want to see a little bit of spreading the ball around because what if Roman Wilson were to go down? Um, I guess your default number one guy would be Cornelius Johnson because he's been there the longest. I just need to see a little bit more from the guys. Uh, maybe a little bit more from Donovan Edwards, um, who I think looked a little bit better on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I was good. I was happy to see Darius Clemens with two receptions for 29 yards. Cornelius Johnson, yeah, he had two receptions, but for 32 yards with a long of 16, I believe it was, or sorry, a long of 20. So I mean, man, I mean, th- this passing game is is getting to be very scary. It's efficient, man. That's the way. thing. I mean, you you can only, you, you know, you can only spread the ball around so much when you only throw sixteen passes. You, you mm-hmm. know, and that's just kind of you know uh, the, um, uh, I guess Michigan creating their own. I I don't want to say misfortune, but I mean like JJ McCarthy was out of the game with like five minutes to go in the third quarter. You you know so. Fine. Which is fine. You're you're getting out of there healthy. Uh, they're you know down the line. There there is that question: Are they going to be ready to play four quarters? Because they haven't done so yet this year. Uh, you know, I, I would eventually like to see them be able to play a full four quarters. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen here this week, but yeah. Look, man. I mean, at the end of the day, health is going to be the most important. Uh, I'll tell you who I was really impressed with, though, man, was Kalel Mullings. Oh my goodness, yeah. dude. That guy, he, he's looking like a running back this year, right? Last year, at times, he looked like a linebacker getting carries, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're starting to see him, particularly over the last couple of weeks. He is looking like a running back and one that would not be a joy to bring down. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you one thing right now. If Donovan Edwards doesn't get get his act together, I think Khalil Mullings is going to start getting some of some of those touches. So, uh, you know, I mean, he's starting to remind me a little bit of Hassan Haskins where he can kind of mm-hmm. lower that head and get three, four more yards. Um, you know, five carries for 43 yards with an average of 8.6, a touchdown, a long of 20. I mean, come on, man. I mean, for a guy that's a, a – linebacker turned running back that's not bad and i'll tell you what you're right he's look, starting to look like a running back he's starting to run hard i mean he's always ran hard but he's starting to run hard a little bit more patience um and and he's finding those holes yeah he really is uh and Donovan showing some Edwards. burst yeah no doubt no doubt hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What were you saying about Donovan? Yeah, I was just going to say, I thought Donovan Edwards. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the first couple quarters, looked like the old Donovan Edwards. He didn't break off a you know a massive yeah. one, but... He was close to breaking one, I think. Uh, he was tackled down at the shoestring, somewhere by the ankles. So, but I I saw a lot of old Donovan Edwards from last year in that game, and I think that was good to see. But then, to- as the game started to fade towards the, the third and fourth quarters, you started to see some tendencies of maybe pulling up and not going in, maybe getting out out of bounds instead of taking the the hit. I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if the conditioning is just not all the way there. But um, are you starting to get concerned about Donovan Edwards at all? 
I, I thought he he ran a lot harder this week, to be quite honest with you. He, I thought he was really showing some explosion through the holes, obviously, like you said. Uh, didn't break the big ones, but he had a couple of good runs where he put the shoulder down between the tackles, uh, like you said, towards the end there. Uh, may have started pulling up, but that's just going to happen. You're going to make those decisions when, when the game is already in hand. But early on, I really did think Donovan was, was looking a little bit better. And I, I don't know what it was, if he was showing a little impatience through the first you know few games or uh it looked like he was just always trying to hit the home run right but but this game against Nebraska really felt like he he was keeping it between the tackles he did bounce one that that got a huge gain for 10 uh in the second quarter which which is fine if it's there go ahead and take it he's got the athleticism to do it but I I, I don't think I'm concerned and and quite honestly, we're seeing him, uh, you know, being being sent out, used in the pass game. They're putting him in motion, getting him in the slot. And I think we're going to see more of that. I We just haven't seen this offense have to utilize every weapon in their tool bag because they're they're ultimately dominating these games. I know the scoreboard on some of them uh, haven't exactly showed it, but you go look at the net success rankings and things like that, and, and they really are, according to the net success rankings this week, Michigan had the most dominant performance in the country uh, in, in a victory. It certainly showed like it, right? Michigan, this was for sure their, I think so far, their best game start to finish. And again, they only played the starters until about four minutes ago in the third quarter. Yeah, absolutely. Start to finish, uh, I think I sent you a text that they didn't really take their foot off the gas pedal, mm-hmm. even with the... Um, even with the, the second and third string guys coming in, uh, I thought they were... They were good. Um, you know, Jaden Denegal, what he had a touchdown, right? Uh or yep. he had a yeah, he had a touchdown. And that was a pretty good throw, too, right? So um, I mean, obviously they gave him one shot to throw. Jack Tuttle was three of four, though. That was good. Uh Davis Warren 0 for two, which, you know, whatever. I guess it is what it is. But I was I was impressed at the fact that that they were able to run the football and, and move the ball on this Nebraska defense who was pretty stingy at, at you know stopping the run, um, and I didn't think they blitzed a whole lot either. Um, you might you might be able to see that a little bit better than I did, but I didn't think they blitzed a whole lot. I no, I thought I thought a- we got I thought we got good pressure. I thought Braden McGregor uh, played his best game. Uh, of the season I think Josiah Stewart did as well and yep. if those edges are starting to come along because we're seeing the big boys in the middle man between Chris Jenkins uh how about him coming away uh or, or excuse me Kenneth Grant coming away with an interception yep. that's fun to see I, I mean think about it. you got those three right Chris Jenkins right now um uh Kenneth Grant and Cam Cam Goody and then you're missing arguably, you know your second best interior defensive lineman in Mason Cram and, and when he gets healthy and this is just going to be a scary unit. I thought Jalen Harrell uh, did a fantastic job as well, man. So really up front, this defense played scary, scary good. A little bit concerning on some pass plays, though. Some big plays were given up, particularly on these slants. We saw another play uh, early on in, in the in the second half. I think it might have been the first play from scrimmage for Nebraska. Again, a safety takes a bad angle. And it allows for, you know, what should be a 15, 20 yard completion turn into, you know, 40, 50 yard completion. So I, there, there is a little concern on the back end, I think right now for me, I know there's some injuries dealing with, but some things you got to get shored up, uh, you know, when, when you're coming down to, to crunch time against some better passing teams down the stretch. Without a doubt. And the fact that, that, you know, that was kind of the blueprint that TCU used to beat you, um, throwing the ball deep and, and you're not tackling surely and, 
you know, what do we say? What does Jim Harbaugh always say about a good, a good football team blocking and tackling? Um, yep. And, and, you know, in that TCU game going back that far, they didn't do that. And it, I, I think in some, some cases in this game, they blocked very well. They didn't tackle very well. And I think that's, that's part of it. Um, I guess some of it is still getting some of the, the kinks out um, for a guy like um, Rod Moore. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I think it's teachable. I think there are mistakes that that can be correctable. Do you want to do, be correcting those uh, when it comes to Penn State on November? Was it eleventh or something like that? Mid November? No. Uh, do you want to be correcting that against Ohio State later in the season? No. But I mean, I I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm concerned about the defense in, in on any front at this point. But I agree with you. If there is a lukewarm kind of concern it would be on the back end and giving up some of those slants over the middle yeah man the just got to get those closed down and one of them uh to to billy camp there in the first quarter it was a it was kind of a weird one right where um mikey mikey played with outside leverage on the slant but that's because josiah stewart he did the he he kind of played it where you know the the defensive end he's going to come up like he he's going to rush but he drops back into coverage that that Jesse Minter really likes to run and he had it perfectly but Michigan's rush didn't get home and Harburger saw it and he pump faked and Mikey kind of just quit on it a little bit and Kemp kept rolling on the slant to the middle and it turned into a big play but if if your pressure's getting home, Michigan plays it perfectly, and we're not talking about that. It's either a sack, a, a pick, or a batted ball down, you know? Yeah, I just don't want this to turn into, uh, what was it, 2018 Ohio State, where you know, yeah. you're just giving up deep crossing routes over the middle because your, your pressure's not getting home and your defensive backs are not as good. I don't think we're going to run into that with this team. I think the, the defensive backs are too good. They're too skilled. Um, so I guess it's just shoring up some things. Well, I think, you know, I it. think, I think like Will Johnson's playing himself back into game shape. We'll, we'll see Rod yep. Moore have to play himself back into, into game shape. And, you know, Keon Sab, he, he's really come on, but he's, he's a guy who's really getting, you know, um, a lot of tick for the first time. So it, yeah. it's going to going to take some time. So he had a great play on that quarterback stop on fourth and one, uh, pulling back Harburger after Braden yep. McGregor absolutely blew up the tight end right into him. Man, I oof, Michigan, they're they're getting scary, and that's the other thing, man. They they just continue to get better each and every week, and that is a it is a terrifying thought. Yeah, no, I agree with you a hundred percent. I I agree with you a hundred percent that they're you kind of alluded to it they're they're kind of like a boa constrictor they just they just don't let I saw, you, yeah i saw uh, joel, joel quatt use that one here today he, he did he did uh and i think you used that even before he did so i'll give you the credit for that but oh yeah that's, i think i did say that last week didn't i you did you did so i mean that's that's basically my thoughts on the defense uh do you want to switch gears to the offense like in terms of the offensive line what do you think of the offensive line I think it looks much better with Ladarius Henderson at left tackle and Carson Barnhart at right tackle. I know that much. I agree with you 100%. Miles Hinton <laughs> working through something, but even, I, even quote unquote. That, that's your five, man. The, the five yeah. that were out there against Nebraska, it's got to be your five moving forward. I mean, you, you just, you, you can't do anything other than that. 
Did you hear what Jim Harbaugh said at his press conference, though? He did say something about trying to rotate guys and keep guys fresh. But I don't think you're going to do that. That's I think- not that's that shouldn't be how it, And look, man, maybe it's just coach speak. But you that's not how really an offensive line works, man. And I don't and I know Sharon Moore and Jim Harbaugh know that like you, your best five need to build chemistry and trust with one another. And that's what the best teams do. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. I think that those are the five and. Come hell or high water, those are the five. I did like what I saw from Trent A. Jones when he was out there as well. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought he was good in run pr- protection and pass protection. Um, even Giovanni El Hardy, I thought was all right when he was out there. Um, I, I don't know about you. I don't need to see much more of Miles Hinton uh, for a while. I don't, and, and, I, and I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to. He's got all the talent in the world. I just whatever happens on game day happens, man. It just doesn't click for them. Not, not a hundred percent sure. I I hope because, because the talent is there. There's no question about it. Just some mistakes in, in Michigan without question, they were moving Nebraska off the line on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Like we haven't really seen them do this year, you know? So th- that is absolutely, you gotta be your five going forward. I mean, you got the best, you got the two best guards in America. Surround him with, you know, Nugent uh, being a, he's coming along, I think, as a center as well. But when the tackles are playing well, this offensive line, it's, it's one of the best in the country. I agree with you hundred percent. I think, I think they've really started to click a little bit. Um, and I, I think that game after game, it's gotten better. It hasn't, hasn't, you haven't gotten into a setback situation where they're, they're worse one week and, you know, than they were the week before. I think they've gotten better each week, and I think they're starting to trust one another. And I agree with you. That's the five. Yeah, no question about it. And, well, if it is, man, I'll I'll tell you what. They are getting hungry for what they're going to be seeing on Saturday night, and and that is on the road to a Minnesota uh, team that uh, lucky – to beat the Louisiana Raging Cajuns uh, a week ago when you kind of go and take a look at the box score here. Uh, the the Raging Cajuns actually, um, they uh, they outgained them 349 to 347, but on the yards per play front, uh, Minnesota, they ran 65. Louisiana ran 52. So Louisiana on a yards per play basis, much better than Minnesota, 6.6 yards per carry for the raging cajuns on that minnesota defense last week 177 yards on 27 rushing attempts and uh you you gotta think that you know given the success against the best run defense in in the country going up against minnesota who's allowing upwards of 127 yards per game on the ground that uh those big boys up front in a three-headed monster in the backfield gonna be licking their chops a little bit yeah i agree 100 percent. you know look for Donovan Edwards to maybe pick up where he left off um, or, or pick up where he left off when he was running hard and, and going, going as good as he's been all season. I think um, look for him to, to continue that look for Blake Corum to, to eat as much as he can. And I'll tell you what, man, Khalil Mullings is another guy that, as we talked about earlier in the podcast, he's another guy that, that if he continues to, impress i don't see why he wouldn't get more touches of football and that's the thing man again that is that is just an absolute three-headed monster that i mean it's like yeah it, it, it's it's like what do they call themselves donovan edwards and Corum came into the year with lightning and lightning well guess what Khalil mullings is the thunder baby and yep. uh you know you, you got a couple lightning strikes and some thunder rolling in 
with that offensive line, I mean, that is going to wear down just about any defensive front, especially one that is going to allow Louisiana to run all over them. Exactly. And honestly, even you you look back to last year, Michigan never really had that thunder last year. You know what I mean? They did kind of look to Khalil Mullings a little bit as the season went on. But I think if you remember correctly, uh, who was the other running back? It wasn't Tevier Dunlap. It was a uh, little bit of Leon Franklin and, uh, oh, man, the guy that's hurt right now. Man, I, I I mean, for me, mostly I remember Corum and, and, and Edwards, and when Edwards went out, Mullings was getting a lot of the short yardage work, you know, uh, when, when Corum wasn't in we there. We had to rely on somebody in that in Illinois game last year, and I, I for some reason I can't remember the name. But anyways, he, he was kind of the thunder that we needed in that game. But anyways, we finally have another thunder, another potential Hassan Haskins kind of guy that, you know, can – run between the tackles, mm-hmm. but he can also run you over too, which yeah. is something they've kind of been missing in short yardage. Although, you know, Blake Corum can just fall ahead and somehow ends up getting two extra yards and gets the first down just about every time. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. But you, you brought it up, man. I mean, you go back to a couple of those fourth down plays and it was Mullings getting the, the carry the one he went for the touchdown, but he also had a couple other ones and the biggest difference from him. And I think you alluded to it earlier, Tyler, was that he's, I, I think he's seeing the the holes a little bit better here this year. The vision's gotten a little bit better. Absolutely. And I think that just comes with, with running the football more and, right. and you know, being, being more of a running quote unquote running back. The guy that I was thinking of was CJ Stokes, by the way, just, Oh so. yeah. CJ Stokes. Yeah. He, he's, he's a little banged up right now. eh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But um, I'll tell you what, I mean, this Minnesota team, as, as we talk about, not that great of a team. I'll tell you, they, they barely got out of that game against Louisiana. They blew a 21 point lead in the uh, uh, trailing. Uh, I think they were up by 21 going through three quarters and they blew that to Northwestern and lost it in overtime 37, 34. So this Minnesota team isn't a world beater. I'll tell you right now. Um, they got smoked by, uh, or no, they didn't get smoked. Big loss to North Carolina who, you know, I mean, Drake may, as we all know, is one of the better quarterback prospects in this NFL draft. And then two I mean, wins they lost they... by would they lose by there? Three touchdowns to UNC. I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty yeah, close 31, there too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's so pretty close East... to a smacking. Exactly. They beat Eastern Michigan. But again, if you, if you look at the worst teams in college football, EMU, yeah, EMU is one of the worst teams in college football in the bottom 25. And then of, of course they beat Nebraska 13, 10, who Michigan just destroyed. So I think that gives yeah, and you... they were they were losing to Louisiana last week at halftime, seventeen to fourteen, and that exactly. that was that was a ball game for a lot of the game. So yeah, I, I mean, obviously this is the, this Minnesota team is, is struggling, and pretty much their sophomore quarterback, Calicamanis. Uh, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I apologize if I butchered that, but I mean, he's just he, he's struggling a little bit this year, right? He's completing less than sixty percent of his passes. 745 yards on the, the the season, five touchdowns to four interceptions, a rating of, of 117.4. I mean, you compare that to J.J. McCarthy, who hasn't played in a fourth quarter yet this year, and, you know, J.J.'s completing 79% of his passes. He's got a, a little over 1,000 yards. He's got, almost got 300 more yards. He's got 10 touchdowns to, to three picks, and again, 
JJ hasn't played in a fourth quarter yet this season. So, I mean, the, the, the quarterback situation in Minnesota, they thought the big Greek kid was, uh, what do they call him? The, they, they got some sort of, uh, uh, Greek nickname with them. Uh, not the Greek freak, obviously, but they got something, uh, to, to go along those lines with them, but they thought he was going to be, you know, uh, really stepping into his own after the way he ended, uh, last season, but just not able to, uh, has, hasn't shown it quite yet this season. No, no doubt. Uh, and then if you look in the running game, they have Darius Taylor, who's had, who has over 500 yards this year with four touchdowns. So that's a little bit of a strength for them. Uh, they have a backup in Sean Tyler, uh, who's got 40 carries for 183 yards, no touchdowns. Kelly Manis himself has two touchdowns and 92 yards for the season. Um, Daniel Jackson in the passing game is, is mm-hmm. kind of the go-to guy um, with – 252 yards an average of 12.6 per reception four touchdowns and then brevin spanford the uh the the tight end there very good tight end i watched a little bit of him uh in the nebraska game he got open a bit he's a guy that they kind of use as kind of a security valve almost so i mean if you can stop the run game the past game is, uh, I guess, Daniel Jackson and pretty much everybody else, although you do have Corey Crooms, who does have 227 yards, no touchdowns, but um, a long of 27 yards, an average of 11.9. So, I mean, not a bad passing game. Kelly Manis, I think, has thrown four interceptions this year. So, I mean, that's certainly something that if, if Minnesota is going to lose or if Michigan's going to win this game, they're probably going to have a takeaway or two in this game. Yeah, man, and I think the opportunities are going to be there, right? But uh, this is a this is a great test, uh, you know. If some of those things that we talked about, particularly in the secondary, to see if they got some of those things short up here this week. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know what? Like I said before, this is one of those games that you, if you're Michigan, you really want to win this game. Uh, I mean, obviously, you want to win every game, but this is this is a game you have to have if you're Michigan. And uh, you know, again, like I said before, this is a situation where you're going to go into a hostile environment. I mean, obviously, it's not Ohio State or it's not Penn State, but I mean, Minnesota, they show up, especially when you're the number two team in the country and you're playing a night game in front of everybody. They're going to show up. They're going to be loud and it's going to be up to Michigan to be able to try and shut that crowd up. Yeah, just giving you a little uh, uh, background here on Minnesota. They rank 46th SP+, plus, uh, 77th in the country offensively, 28th in the country defensively. So that's something to look out for. We'll see what the game plan is for Michigan. But again, you, you know, after what they, they did to Nebraska there, who who came in as, as one of the top, you know, defensive units in the country, you, you got to like uh, their chances. But ultimately... Michigan's got to go in, got to expect them to roll here this week. They'll, you know, back-to-back road games. You know, this is a, this is a good opportunity for Michigan. They don't get to go on the road once, come back home. They got to go right back on the road and, and see if they can kind of channel that energy that they had in Lincoln on Saturday. Absolutely, absolutely. And they, they, they just need to pick up where they left off Yeah, in Lincoln on Saturday. Yeah, man, should be fun. Uh, should be a good one here. Uh, but uh, just want to let everyone know, a uh, bit of a, a bittersweet episode here on uh, on Feeling Blue here, as it is going to be my last uh, episode here on the show, man. And it has been a heck of a run uh, starting joining uh, the, the Maze of Brew crew 
back in uh, the the start of 2018, joining up with uh, Anthony Broom and Chris Castellani back when it was uh, Brewcast, man. Uh, and we kept that going for for a few years. Chris obviously left for Barstool. Uh, me and Anthony kept Brewcast going. He left for on three. Uh, joined up with Stephen Austin Toski for a little bit, and then to Scotty White, which I had a lot of fun with. And now you, Tyler, it's been a, a true pleasure uh, to work with you, man. Wish it could have been uh, for a full yeah, no uh, full season, but um. I uh, ended up taking a position, a uh, new position that's not going to uh, pretty much allow me to have the free nights uh, like I do now. But yeah, man, it, it it's truly been a whole lot of fun to do this for almost six years. You know, talking Michigan sports, dream of mine growing up, right? Being able to being able to talk Michigan sports and have a platform to do so. Huge thank you to Von Lozon uh, and Anthony Broom. Anthony hired me on uh, with, with Maze and Brew the, the original time when Von took it over. He retained me and um, you know, uh, big thanks to those guys and everyone I, I, I worked with. I mentioned Anthony and Chris and Steve and Scotty and you, Tyler. Uh, it was a whole lot of fun, but thank you to the listener. Uh, you, the listener as well, man, it, it's not possible without you and, and, and knowing the reach and, and, and all the engagement on, on Twitter because of this, uh, podcast that I've done for the last almost six years, man. And, and kind of being a part of the Michigan community, truly, truly special to me and something I'm going to, to cherish forever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to close the door. Uh, on it for good or, or anything like that but for the time being uh this is going to be uh my last show here and uh truly truly a whole lot of fun man yeah no doubt and and i'm 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 obviously happy that i was able to for a short time i'll be it you know be able to learn a little bit from you and and do this podcast with a prof- true professional and yourself um and even going back to listening to you and and chris and and Anthony, I mean, you guys were were great together, and and like I said, I I wasn't those guys, but I I'm, I was glad to be able to come in and you know do the best that I could, and uh, you know listening to Brewcast all those years. I mean, you definitely are like a Michigan legend, man. Even though you don't, you probably don't <laughs> think of yourself that way, but you definitely uh, are something. If if you're a Michigan fan and and you live in Michigan or or you live remote like I do, um, you know you've definitely been in people's cars and and you know, in people's earbuds for six years. And, and we're definitely going to miss you in the Michigan community. Um, I don't know exactly what this means for this podcast, if it's going away um, or it's not, I guess that will be up to Vaughn, but uh, definitely been a pleasure working with you and uh, hope to keep you as a friend. Yeah, absolutely, man. I I appreciate the kind words for sure. And yeah, like you said, it was great to have you on, Tyler. You've done a fantastic job. Uh, It truly has been a pleasure to work with you and and wish we, we could keep this going, but I know that uh, you're going to, you're going to continue to, to be very good. I know even if this goes away, I know you're on the recruiting podcast with Vaughn, you've been doing a great job there and, and hopefully, you know, this can continue because it's, it's a great legacy show uh, obviously, but uh, either way, man, it, it's been a hell of a run and and I've truly enjoyed every single minute of it. Absolutely. And best of luck in, in, in your next job. I know you're excited to, to get that going and, um, you know, just best of luck. I'm always here for you. Any, anything you need to talk Michigan football about, you know, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always down to talk Michigan football. I'm always down to get pissed off at something. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm always here for that. So. Well, I appreciate it, man. So uh, one final time here, I'll let you uh, tell the folks where they can find you on social media. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91. 
And you can find me on Twitter at Luke Gierdi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Not going anywhere there. I'll still be watching the Michigan games, you know, uh, diehard fan. I'll be I'll be live tweeting them, getting pissed off, getting joyful with you uh, every step of the way. Uh, still appreciate all the uh, the comments and the engagement, man. It truly is what, what makes this uh, uh, community special. No question uh, about that. Please subscribe, rate, leave a review uh, wherever you get your podcast. We do some great shows here on the Block M Podcast Network. Make sure to stay tuned for any uh, news going forward on uh, on the different shows that we have as well. So for my partner, Tyler Seeley, I'm Luke Yardy. And again, thank you so much for the last six years. Truly a pleasure uh, to be with you each and every step in the way. So as I say farewell, I say go blue.